Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 142. I'm Rick Shields, your host. I'm here with co-host Guy. Uh, I feel energized. Yep. Kind of like powered up, ready to start the week strong. Nice. How are you feeling? Not not good. Okay. <laughs> I, I had um, very rare, as you will testify, a night out on Saturday. Oh, hello. And I um, got out of bed. I was only in, so I went out at like six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Home by like half 11. So okay. not a big it's long a big night. one for you. It is a big one for me. I got out of bed yesterday at 3.30 p.m., honestly, and I still feel it today. So go easy on me. Rough. Honestly. Honestly. I was absolutely dying. Honestly, if I got hangovers like you, I wouldn't drink. Well, that's why I very rarely do, because it's pointless. I would hate that. So luckily, I don't feel energized. I get 10-minute hangovers, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm back. But then the downside is you probably drink more because of that. Oh, yeah, way more. So Plenty more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what a podcast we have in store. People oh have seen from goodness. the title, this is an absolute sick one, and I'm excited we, for it. But let's we, not jump into the good stuff yet. Let's give a little starter, a little main course, and we'll get to the big juicy dessert. We have uh, we've had a dramatic week. We really have. Drama follows you, It Rick. feels like, yeah. You know what? I'm starting to think it's me. I think it might be you. I think it is me, actually. You attract drama. Before we get to all that, um, where, where do we actually start? By turning our phones on silent. Sorry. Good start. Uh, someone's just got married. Congratulations. Great. Um, yeah, so I, I want to quickly talk about how um, fantastic last week's episode was. was Even good, if good. I do say so myself. <laughs> okay. You tell everybody how fantastic last week's episode was. It, I think, and a, a lot of people have said this, should I turn off things here? That's ideally, yeah. Um, I think it was my favourite podcast we've ever done. Wow. Um, I love ch- ch- chatting to Garrett and Grant. Uh, good, good fame. Uh, we spent the full week with them last week. They've gone home now, back to Texas. Um, you know, I think now they're not here. I'm want to kind of want to say <laughs> like how good. I've just seen the glimpse of the content coming this week. It's really, really good. Mm. And we filmed eight videos for my channel. I think we got probably about eight videos for their channel. Um, ours are going to come out, and this is breaking news. Rick Shields versus Good Good, or Rick Shields with collaboration with Good Good, is going to come out every single Wednesday, 4 p.m. UK time, for the next eight weeks. Wow, spoiling people, Rick. Eight weeks and, of good, good content. And obviously there's going to be a, a charge, that's how much we have to pay to watch it. Uh, well, I'm actually going to do it for a discounted rate. What? Yeah. So it's £100, yeah. but if you subscribe to the channel, you get £100 off. Ah, okay. So... Do, do as you wish. Either pay £100 yeah. to watch every single video. In fact, £100 each video. Yeah, of course. Still a good or value. Or subscribe by qu- quite simply hitting that red button and you will get £100 off each video. 
That is a bargain. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm going to subscribe <laughs> twice. Um, but yeah. So it could be got, in profit. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we um, filmed with them. We had them on the podcast. Great lads. Great energy. Doing massive things in the world of golf. They've just released a putter and they had an absolute insane turnout. People going to buy their putter. So that was awesome. And like you said, the content is going to be fire, as they would say. They actually brought over some putters for me to review. And I was really excited to do almost like an in-person review of the putters while they were there on the putting green. And uh, unfortunately, their luggage, their golf clubs did actually not arrive ever in the UK. So they've ended up going back to um, Texas. And then we spoke to the guys. They're going to send some putters over. I'm going to do a really critical review. Yeah, why not? I um, got accused. I'm going to do a review on something now. I got accused a couple of weeks ago in our uh, Facebook group. Quick plug for the Facebook group. If you're not a member of the Facebook group, what are you doing? That is actually £100 to join. What would you... No discount code. If someone said to you, Rick, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not a member of the Rick Shields Golf, Golf Show podcast group, what would you say? Don't even talk to me. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you'd walk away and apologise and don't ever come back to me ever again. <laughs> uh, join it. It's totally free to do. There isn't a £100 fee. Unless you want to DM it me, I'd happily take the money. But we've got a great group of people on there who are engaging, interacting, talking all things Rick Shields, podcast, golf, generic banter. A lot of banter in there, isn't there? Too much banter, I think actually. sometimes too, yeah, there is a bit too much. You have to turn your phone off at 8 o'clock <laughs> I can't handle the banter. I actually have a banter alert. I'm, <laughs> I get I get a banter notification. It's too much banter. It's like it's like a it's like a sliding scale. As soon as it goes over like eighty percent banter, my phone just shuts down. It's Nick like K's been providing the banter. It's just too much. Yeah. Um. But I got accused of being a fence sitter. Um, because we did some, again, as always, talk about live. That splinters in your ass. Yeah, and I hadn't really formed an opinion. Well, I think I might have formed an opinion, Rick. Oof, give it me. This is a th- We've had three um, live golf events now, haven't we? Oh, yeah. was it four? Three. So it was... Um, Centurion. Centurion. Uh, Portland. Portland Bedminster. and then Bedminster. So there's been three. And this is my... Still early, so I may change my... If you change my opinion in three weeks, six weeks, 12 months, don't shoot me. Call him a fence hopper. Oh, nice. Rather than a fence sitter, he's going to become a fence hopper, potentially. Yes. Um, As it stands right now, at this moment, let's take politics, all your things out of it. Okay, for one minute. I know it's hard to do, but let's just do that, park it. I want to say, I'm not a huge fan of Liv. Let me quickly elaborate. Okay. I love talking about Liv Golf. I love when they're signing new players. I love the kind of drama and the controversy and the, the news and the Twitter stuff and all this kind of who's going to be signing next and this is how much money they're getting. Da, 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 da. On Friday, my wife this weekend was away on a bit of a girl's trip. So Friday came. I thought, right, go to the supermarket. So that's why you went out on a big night that's outside. I went out on a big night. Coincidentally aligned. Friday, got a pizza, right? Guys got a couple of ciders, just a couple of ciders. Got home. Outside, sun was out. Got my laptop on. Sat there to watch live. It already started. I think there were one hole in. So, oh, I want to watch a bit of the build-up. That gets me going. So, rewound it on YouTube, which is something I love. It's on YouTube. Rewound it about 15, 20 minutes earlier. Got into the build-up. There was Arlo White. There was David Ferretti. There was Troy Mullins on the driving range, all this stuff. He seems to be a good addition, he David Ferretti. He does. And at this point, I was feeling it. I was like, right, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm in. I've got all night. I'm going to watch this. The golf then starts within... 10 minutes, I was bored. Bored. And I think it was two things. Firstly... You'd finish your pizza. The pizza had gone. You'd had your ciders. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, on a serious note, the, the golf had started, and I was kind of an advocate for shotgun starts. I thought it was very different. It was going to be faster paced. It, I don't like it. I think I don't like the fact... I like the fact that you could watch it in a condensed package. That kind of does make sense. But actually... 
it's almost too much golf, which sounds peculiar. I don't know any of the holes. There's just loads of shots going off randomly. And then there's no crowds there, which doesn't really matter as a viewer, but just doesn't feel real. So I didn't watch much of it on Friday. Um, and then yesterday I watched, well, it was this morning, sorry, I watched the end of the, the final play. When Stenson won, he's obviously won $4 million. He's obviously not allowed to be Ryder Cup captain now, so this was a very big win for him. I didn't look that bothered, to say the truth. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. I don't get the teams just yet. I'm not, I'm, they're trying to, towards the end of the last round, they're really trying to bring in the team side of things. I just don't really get it again yet. May change my mind. But I must admit, I re- this week in particular, I really tried to think, right, now three events deep, make an opinion, really understand it, do you like this or not? I'm not that excited for the next one, I'll put it that way. It's it's a very good take on what you say there. And I think I think you're not, you're, you're obviously writing a lot of things in the fact that it's your opinion anyway, you're writing everything that you've said there. But for me, the first one, Centurion, it had a huge amount of hype. Yes. Huge hype. Um, crowd seemed absolutely packed. It was a beautiful, you know, sunny environment here in the UK. Some big players playing in it. A lot of kind of, you know, quite a mix of players of, of maybe of not of high quality stature. Yeah, a lot of a 100%. lot of you know, um, and the Ogletree, you know, when he, he obviously shot three rounds and made a massive bank. I'm guessing he's not played in the next two, has he? Since that, um, it felt like it was very exciting. The second one came round at Portland. I was like, okay, let's give this a little bit of a chance. And I, and I probably watched a little bit more Portland, not loads again. I've not really been watching loads and loads of it. Um, this time, genuinely, I almost didn't even know it was on this week. Yeah. I felt like I didn't even know it was happening this week. And I don't know why that is. I don't know whether it's because, you know, I've been busy. We've had Open Championship, which was a phenomenal week. And that, to me, is the pinnacle of golf yep. events. Isn't it? That is for me, hundred percent. Being there on that Sunday, watching Cameron Smith walk down the 18th, it, I will remember that for the rest of my life. Yep. It was absolutely iconic and historic. It's around a golf course that has history, and I know the golf course. And even if you've never played it, I'd like to think a lot of people viewing it learn to know the golf course into in and out. Yeah. Okay. This week. Obviously, I was then filming with Good Good this weekend. I've had a time with the family. I've been away from the family quite a bit, so I wanted time with the family. Genuinely, I almost didn't even know it was on. Mm. I felt like, you know, actually, I'll tell you how I fi- figured out it was on. I opened YouTube, and and the live stream was on. Oh, yeah. You know, like one of my... The suggested videos. Suggested videos. I was like, oh, God, I didn't even know it was lived this yeah. weekend. I almost like it bypassed me, or even if I had picked up on it, it hadn't really captured my attention that much. I didn't watch anything on Friday. I didn't watch anything on Saturday. I probably watched three holes yesterday afternoon when Stenson were coming down the stretch. I think it's a couple of things that I would definitely um, think need improving. I don't know the golf courses. No. At all. And even PJ Tour, let's say, for example, when the PJ Tour go to all these different places and they go to like a sawgrass or they go to Doral, or not Doral anymore, <laughs> that's Trump, but if they go to all these, you know, fantastic golf courses over the years you start to learn these golf courses and you remember the 18th hole at at, you know the wells fargo you remember the 18th hole at the genesis um open or whatever it is you look at this and you go i remember this now i remember what's happened here there's history there a bit like st andrews there's history yeah i was watching this weekend at bedminster again just last three holes admittedly i didn't watch loads maybe i should have watched more just to get a bit of an opinion I, I don't know the I don't know what's happening. Like I don't know what hole's coming up next. 
And also, with it being a shotgun start, you don't get that dramatic 18th hole no. with every player coming down the stretch. You don't get that drama. Sometimes what I quite like is when somebody in a in a regulation tournament has gone out and shot the lights out and they're the clubhouse leader and there's five holes left to play. And the guy who's out on the golf course who's leading has the chance of throwing it away. Because yeah. they look at leaderboard and go, oh my God, such a body's in the clubhouse at five under. I, I'm at six under. Yeah. I, can't, I can't afford. You don't get that drama a little bit. I would totally agree with you. I felt like Stenson at the end. Stenson's been through a, a very interesting 10 days. Obviously, when he signed for Liv, for obviously a huge amount of money, I'm guessing. Did it ever get disclosed how much money? I'm not sure. I can't remember. It meant he lost his captaincy for the Ryder Cup, which is to a lot of people, is a big, big deal. Like I know that takes a lot of your life. I've, I've heard Ryder Cup captains in the past. It takes over your life mm. when you do that role. It really does. But it's something that cements you in history. Like To be a Ryder Cup captain... Like, we were at JCB this week, which is going to come on to. Paul McGinley walked past me. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. that's Paul McGinley. And the first thing I thought of, Ryder Cup captain. Yeah. Like, straight away, I was like, that's quite cool. He's had that. He's done that, been there, got the T-shirt. And when I'm watching Henrik Stenson this weekend, and, and he had a few digs in his speech about, you know, captain's performance and all this, I was like, oh, it's a lot of money. There's not seems to be that much emotion. It just it's just a pay payday every time. The big thing for me, and you said they're not the course, and I agree, but I'm also not the best at knowing the other tour courses anyway. You obviously probably know them better than I do. But the big thing for me, and we've discussed this loads of times, is that when a golfer wins a major, you suddenly see them in a different light. Of course you do. Again, Cameron Smith now is a major winner. That'll never be taken away from him. What an achievement. But I also feel like that when somebody to a lesser degree, but when somebody wins a PJ tour event or a European tour event, DP Worlds, it's now known you think, wow, they've now won on tour or they're a multiple tour winner. So obviously at the weekend as well, Tony Finau won on the PJ Tour, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Tony Finau has been one of those guys that should have won a lot more. He's now won four times on the PJ Tour. Back-to-back um, weeks. Back-to-back weeks. So he won last week, he won this week, and he also won the 23rd of August last year. So in the space of a year, he's won three events, but two of them are in two weeks. Before that, his last win was in 2016. So he'd only won once up until August last year. hope this makes sense. Now he's won four times. Every time he wins, like this week and like last week, you're like, oh my days, there's another one on the mantelpiece. He's gone from being a guy that's won one, which is still an achievement, but like there's loads of guys who've won once on the PJ Tour. He's now won four times on the PJ Tour. And every other win he gets just makes him even more of kind of a legend state or whatever. I don't look at Henrik Stenson any differently now that he won yesterday. And maybe in six months, in a year, in five years, you will do, you'll look at live golfers as he's won five times on live. That may come with time. And again, we could be sat here with completely different opinions. But right now, even those great players playing, I do not look at a live winner any more kind of with any more fondness or prestige than I did the week before the event. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, right now, who won in Portland? Was it Brandon Grace? It was. Only reason I know that is because this morning I was thinking of who's won each one. And Louis, He's no, uh, Charles Schwartz won the first one. Yeah. Was Charles, it Brandon Grace on the second one? I, so yeah, well, that's even bad I'm pretty question, sure it was. It? I'm pretty sure it was. It, it feels at the moment, like I said, they've not, they're not, they're not leaving an imprint in, in my brain at the yeah. moment. Henry Stenson won $4.375 million. Not bad, that. It's crazy, 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 crazy amounts of money. And, you know, for him personally, he probably he probably wakes up this morning and goes, I've made the right decision. For my family, for my future, I've made the right decision. It's just, 
looking at it from the outside, like this is a mad start. Patrick Reed, who came fifth, yeah, solo fifth yesterday, he earned as much as Tony Fina did for winning. Wow. I think they both earned one point five million. Yeah. Which is still obscene amount of money. It really is. And I'm still gonna stick to this point. I just hate the fact like I'm just on Facebook right now. I hate seeing these like story with, the, with, the, with the price the, the so golf digest i'm not i'm not blaming golf digest one bit it's just a headline henrik stenson holding the trophy and underneath it is, is his money that he's won yeah. when max verstappen won the grand prix yesterday i don't know how much he won i've got no idea how much he won and you know i i probably remember that more and i'm more engrossed in it there's more emotion i want to see i want to see who gets top 10 i want to see you know guys who who have fighting every single week to get points. I want to see that. It's just because right now it's the only real narrative because who cares that he won really? Yeah. It, it's it's some big trophy that's a made <laughs> heavy trophies a made up trophy. Every event's made up. You know it feels very made up, doesn't it? The team names feel very new and made up and everything. So it's like what what can they lead with? Well, the money. So that's where I sit right now. I'm kind of more I always am against it like I want it to be ended tomorrow. I want it to be shut down. It's not so much that, but from an interest point of view I think I had pink, peak interest on the first event, like probably a lot of people, and now actually my interest is starting to dwindle. I don't know how it it gets more exciting, whether it is getting the very, very best, best players. It's, it was either going to go one way or the other. You got you you start with low interest and it peaks, or yeah. or it starts with high in interest and it starts to go down. This this is a really interesting one for me. This weekend has been, I reckon, it's been a very emotional weekend for for sport. Mm. I reckon I've cried three or four times watching sport this weekend. <laughs> Like, full out, right? Actually cried? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Lionesses, yeah. last night, I was I was a, I was a mess. Really? I was a mess. Wow. I absolutely loved it. And I'm a complete Glory fan. I've not watched any fo- women's football. And you know what? I, I one bit. It, I knew you'd be all over it last not night. Not one bit, but I absolutely loved it. I sat on the sofa with my girls and my little boy, and we watched it, and my wife was there. And to show that emotion and that passion, and the last... Five minutes of extra time. You actually had uh, Rachel Finnis, who's to- uh, yeah. uh, Ian Finnis's Tony, Tommy Fleetwood's caddy's wife, doing the commentary because she is a footballer. And some of the stuff they were saying about how like football has grown in the women's game mm. for the last fifty years. You've had you've had women who've tried to play at a professional level, but then needed to go out a weekend uh, the, in the week and go and be a, a teacher mm. or go and be a paramedic or go and be to a nurse. And, and you look at this and you think, you look at the raw emotion of these women and they've put everything on the line. They've packed out Wembley Stadium, 87,000, the highest final attendance ever for the Euros. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm looking, I'm turning to my kids and going, oh my God, and they're getting inspired. They're watching this. Like we went out and genuinely, no word of a lie, five minutes after the final whistle, they're out in the garden kicking a football. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's inspiration. Yeah. That's growing the game. That's huge. I was watching the... Um, the Commonwealth Games this weekend is in Birmingham. I was watching random sports. I've never, I've got no interest in random sports, swimming, bloody cycling, bloody marathons, <laughs> like wheel, the wheelchair marathon. Cry my eyes out for these because I'm thinking the work they've put in, yeah. the amount of effort. I don't care how much money they've made. They've not made any, like, there's no noticeable money that they've made from this. Um, I also cried when Ronaldo came off at half time because that might be the last time we see him at Old Trafford. But either way, <laughs> not a joke, I didn't really cry at that. But I'm looking at this and going, like, that sport, that's emotion. Like, Henry Stenson winning that isn't emotion, is it? At last last time, sorry, I cried. Tony Fino winning. Really? Yeah. 
Massive cry- way. Because yeah. his wife was there. I can't imagine you crying. Oh, I cry stuff. like it's sport. It's ridiculous. I'm a nightmare. Like Tony Fino, hole in a putt, and you think everything he's been through, the hard times, the critics, the the you know, the nearly man. He's now won twice back to back and his wife's there. And I think he's gonna go home tonight to his kids. And he made a statement on uh, I don't know if it was on an interview where he's like, I'm so glad my my children have seen me fail and now they've seen me win because it'll teach them life lessons. And I'm thinking, this is sport. Yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel a bit kind of worried is my, is my biggest concern. The format, the players, the shotgun start, the worth of players, I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind. People are going to love it. They're going to hate it, whatever. It's the, it's the money being distributed yeah. through media. And we're playing a part of that right now. We're talking about it, but it's everywhere. And it, that's the bit that I'm just like, oh God, I just don't like it. I yeah. don't like that side of it. All makes sense. I agree. <laughs> I want to see if I can make you cry again then actually. So we've not read out any emails for a little while. Um, and we do get some amazing emails. So please do continue to send them in. The email address is podcast at rickshields.com. Um, try and respond to as many as we can. Try and read out as many as we can. But recently we've had guests on other things going on. So we've been a bit, a bit bad with the emails, but please do keep sending them in. We've had one from Alex Phillips, right? It's a bit of a, just a feel-good story, Rick. So I thought it took it, it hit my attention. Um, I've got to read it out to you. So it says, I wanted to... And also, I've not read an email out for a while, so I feel like I might stutter and bumble my way through this, but give me a sec. I wanted to write in and share a story about one of the most inspirational people and golfers I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Oof. Tommy Green, brackets, perfect name for a golfer. <laughs> he is my girlfriend's step-granddad. And he's living proof that anyone at any ability and any age can comfortably compete in the sport of golf. This year, while on holiday in Spain, he scored his ninth hole in one. Oh my God. And he's turning 93 next month. Wow. He still gets out on the course twice a week, walks all 18 holes and breaks 80 on the majority of his rounds. In his old age now, he can maybe only drive the golf ball 180 yards maximum off the tee but he's the classic drive-for-show, put-for-dough player. At, hi- at his age, he has so many great stories about matches and courses experienced over the years, but this story is a, st- is a random one and shows how much, thankfully, the game of golf has changed. Apparently, one day, a four-ball were finishing up their game at his local club, and this was the late 1980s, early 1990s, okay? There's a one bloke had a five-foot putt for a birdie, and he was going to break his record score, Okay. Unfortunately, he missed the putt, and it was a classic lip-out, prompting the guy to use the F-word very loudly. (laughs) And it was loud enough for a group of ladies on the patio to hear him. One of the ladies went into the bar to complain about the guy's poor attitude, prompting the club to very swiftly ban all ladies from drinking on the patio for 12 months. Wow. (laughs) So that just shows how much, thankfully, golf has changed in that, 30 years or so, because in this day and age, I very much doubt any golf courses would do that to the members. That's, so that's, that's very good to ridiculous. hear. Um, anyway, Tommy is probably the most inspirational person I've ever met. I wanted to give him a shout out so people can hear his story. He only picked up golf in his early 50s, uh, but now it's given him go in his very old age. We're hoping he gets his 10th hole in one before he hits 100 years old. If he keeps on at this rate, he's going now. We all think he'll get there. And fingers crossed, we'll still be playing for another 10 years. 
Um, and then he's, he's actually linked an article because he was in the Irish Independent newspaper. So we might just put this picture in the video version of the podcast because for 92, he looks awesome. Look at that. I'll show you, Rick. Look how good he looks. Oh, my God. He looks about 70-odd. Yeah, so we'll put that again. If you're listening, well done, to this, listening to this one, make sure you go and watch the video version of the podcast as well. What a cool little story that is. I think Tommy Green's going to love the good, good content. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Maybe he will. I, I think he's right in there. Um, oh, amazing! What a nice story. I didn't cry. Oh yeah. Go on. Let me fake it. No, it's not that. I'm, I'm out of tears, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> and then, last thing, actually, I wanted to get on to quickly before we come on to the main juice of today's podcast was the guys at Trafford Golf Centre have very um, nicely dedicated their famous wall. <laughs> Well, the window wall, which is where there was a cool picture of Tiger Woods that some, somebody had painted. What's the artist's name? Um, She's called. I've forgotten it. That's annoying. Um, I, I know her as Lobster House. I need to get this because basically Rick has been painted on the side of Trafford Golf Centre and it actually looks really sick. So, I actually don't know her name. She's just called I, I, Lobster. I've got, it. I've got an email somewhere. Emily. Well, okay. Emily, she's called. And um, she's painted you. We'll put again some pictures on here of the video podcast. What do you think? It's cool, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, you know, I, I started my golf YouTube journey 
In fact, you know what? I, I, I'll even go as far as saying I actually started my, my, my career properly at Trafford Golf Centre. So I worked at Mere Golf Club before that, did five or six years there being an assistant pro. I got my first kind of job at Trafford and Pete Styles, who is there right now, he's a director of golf who we speak highly of because obviously he sorted out with some couple of black cards. <laughs> he, um, he interviewed me when I first ever went there in 2000 and uh, what year would it have been? 2010, maybe? That sounds about right. And um, I always got on with him really, really well. I loved working there. I got a really good clientele base. Um, was, was like energetic and exciting and everything else. And then um, Pete has, uh, sorry, so May, whatever date it was, 29th of May, 2012, I decided to make my first ever YouTube video there, which was randomly a golf swing from me from above, yeah. which we talked about a few few weeks ago, um, followed by, oddly enough, a video of Brandon Grace. Mm, that is weird. Live, one of the live winners. <laughs> um, and that was 10 years ago, and it's obviously been a hell of a journey there since that. I, I probably kept... Stayed there for another about five years. I probably left Trafford in 2015, but always kept a great relationship with the guys there. Obviously, take my kids there, went to Dino Falls there loads. We do some filming there. We used Top Tracer there. And uh, around March time, they, they used Emily to film to paint this wonderful picture of Tiger Woods. It was so iconic, really cool. And uh, that's been taken down with a... With little old Ricky Shields up there. Yeah. It but it's not great. even little old Ricky Shields. It's absolutely huge. And you know what? I actually think it's very, very lifelike. I do. I think she's done an unbelievable job. And she's actually said she's never painted anyone who's actually seen her work. Ah. Because normally she does things like Elsa and like fictional characters. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Like she, Tiger Woods not going to pop up to Trafford Golf Centre and say, oh, that's quite cool. Like she does like, she does um, Home Alone and like she does like pictures of old fashioned, like all sorts. But that's the first time she's actually had a picture. Like she does Britney Spears on glass and this and other. The first time she's actually had drawn a picture, and I turned up and signed it and saw it and and thought it was amazing. So it's to celebrate ten years of making YouTube videos. Um, if it wasn't for you guys listening, watching, it wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't have my face on a piece of glass at Trafford Golf Centre. So I appreciate <laughs> it. I think the guys are running the competition as well. If you yes. go there and take a selfie, there's a chance of you winning the Callaway Golf Bag, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to take my kids there. I think we're yeah. going to go this weekend. We were going to go yesterday, uh, but we didn't. I might go ne- this weekend and show it them. Say, quite who's cool. that on the glass? But it's cool, isn't it? It's very good. It's, it's really I, good. I know you've, you helped organise it as well, so thank you for that, Guy. I really appreciate right. it. So thank you to Guy, yep. Pete, Emily, he and everybody for listening. Yep. Guy, yeah, Guy. Yeah, Guy. That's correct. Yeah, Guy, um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the juicy stuff. JCB, seniors event. We went, we went as fans, and we also went to play in a pro-am. Talk to me. It was one of the most well-organized, incredible golf events I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, so this is the first ever JCB Championship. It's a, a seniors tour event or a legends tour event. And it's got some of the biggest players in the world playing the in it. The field was insane. Vijay Singh. Yes. It, well, first off, it was hosted by Darren Clark. So it was just won the seniors open, won the open 10 what, years ago. Legend. Darren Clark, uh, Vijay Singh. Legend. Ernie Els. Legend. Paul McGinley. Legend. I'm going to start um, in legend now. I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head. John Colin Daly. Montgomery. Yeah. John Daly. Um, We're going to miss out loads here, but there was honestly... The list was amazing. It was unreal. If you started watching golf in the Ola, early 2000s... Yeah. If you started watching golf like I did in like the late 90s, early 2000s, literally, Retief Goosen, absolute monster of the game in like 04, 05, 06. Like, massive, like, massive major winners. Yeah. Massive major winners. Unreal field. And we got lucky enough, we got... Um, 
kind of clubhouse passes. Yeah. And it was mad, like, just eating breakfast. We got there on the, on the Thursday because I was playing in the Pro-Am there, uh, which we'll definitely come on to in a minute. Um, and, and just walking past Sandy Lyle. Yeah. He's my new best mate. Yeah. Did I he tell is. you, on, on Friday morning, he, woke, yeah, he, he actually knocked, because we stayed in the same lodge, he actually knocked on my door and, and woke me up. Like, come on, Rick, it's time to get up. And I'm thinking, this is surreal. Sandy Lyle's waking me up. Um, but yeah, it was at Michael Campbell yeah. also said hello to me, which was really nice of him. A lot of the guys I figured out do actually watch the videos. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Even even chatting to Colin Montgomery afterwards, he was like, I've had as many followers as you had like. <sighs> so it's absolutely amazing. So again, I have a great relationship with uh, JCB, uh, Mark and Graham, all the team there um, have just done a phenomenal job of one of their first ever big tournaments yeah one it the signage was good the tented village was amazing all the food stalls they'd like they'd like really cool things like the world's fastest tractor there yeah i outraced it (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could have actually seen that go oh it would have been insane uh you've had like a drifting tractor there and and all sorts so um amazing you would, would have also seen a few weeks ago i ran a competition to play with me in this program 20 plus thousand people entered unbelievable amount of people entered and at complete random i picked out a winner from ireland called adam brown mm-hmm. how nice was adam he was very good adam he was, was a really nice lad he was off 25 and when he said told me that on the message i was like oh a bit worried he might struggle around jcb solid he was he hold so many incredible putts his putter was an absolute fire when he caught some of his drives he was hitting it very well but at one point, I was thinking, this guy is not off 25. And then he hit the odd shot. You think, okay, maybe he is. But oh, he, he on that day played probably as good as he could have played. He was playing with you, John Daly, Ollie Phelps, who's from Harry Potter fame, one of the twins in Harry Potter. He was obviously quite kind of starstruck. All the people hanging around, all the different golfers. You've got so Robbie good. Fowler over there, Gianfranco Zola over there, Teddy Sheringham. And he... He was so good, wasn't he? Yeah, so on, on the Thursday, it was like kind of a celebrity pro-am type vibe um so like say like guy said there was loads of ex-footballers and you know big names in the world of sport and big names in the world of tv and things like that um and and he, he absolutely held his own he sent me such a lovely message so um i know sometimes you know we never see the winners rick winners do get picked winners do get chosen and adam was one of them and he absolutely loved it even with his girlfriend she like she came over yeah. and just had the best time ever um i spent the buggy, the time in the buggy with Ollie Phelps, yeah. like you say, from Harry Potter. I, I'll be honest, I don't really watch a lot of Harry Potter. No, no. So I wasn't like, yeah. Amazing guy. Lovely guy. Like, unbelievable. And then John Daly. Yeah. We so, played with John Daly. Yeah. Um, obviously, the plan was to film the video. We'll the, come, the, we'll, come into that, come into that. First off, let me talk about John Daly first off. He could still hit it mm-hmm. really well, couldn't he? Well, there was one hole where Trackman was set up and they were te- doing everyone's club head speed. You hit one, normal on-course speed of 108, I think it was, which is about where you yeah. would be. You can get it faster on the range, but a real trying to keep it in place shot was 108. He was 113. So Ball it, speed of 170 plus. Yeah. And he can still hit it very, very well. He can still hit it well. He's still got fantastic touch. Yes. You know, there was a couple of things I realised on... on Good hits. Let's say I hit a good driver. He hit a good driver. We were about neck and neck. Mm-hmm. There was a couple, though, when he cranked it, yeah. and he was dirty past me comfortably. Yeah. We hit our irons exactly the same distance. 
Really? Every par three we got to, because I played off the same tees as him, we asked what club are you hitting, and he'd say, I'm hitting a seven. I, and he was asking me, what club are you hitting, Rick? I'm like, seven. He's like, yeah, I'm going to hit seven as well. And like, we were almost level pegging with um, irons. I felt like his short game, he still had phenomenal touch. He got a lot of spin around the green from short chip shots, I know. Even in the rough? Yeah, he did. Like, he hit it, what I thought it was far too hard, and it would like really skid. So, and even his putting, yeah. like his pace and his everything. We did incredible as a team. We played Texas Scramble, and so incredible. We've got some new decoration for the studio. Oh, wow. Look at that. So incredible. We actually became, we came second. We shot 16 under par as a <laughs> team. Outrageous. JCB Championship, Celebrity Pro-Am, Thursday the 28th of July, second place. Don't know how we lost. How many did you lose by? Not even a shot, oh, like right. point something of a shot. Wow. So one second. I'm, I'm, well, this this is going to go on the shelf. Yeah. Right now, it's going to sit right there. This is phenomenal. So all in all, it was an incredible day. Mm-hmm. And I would have absolutely loved more than anything else in the world to have made a video and shown you guys watching and listening. Yeah. But that didn't go to plan. Well, that was the plan. So the initial plan, which couldn't happen for obvious reasons, we were going to do you versus John Daly, the 10-shot challenge. But once we realised that the format was going to be Texas Scrambles, that clearly couldn't work because you wouldn't be able to have your own ball and play at all times. So we then changed the idea to let's have it as a cool video, something along the lines of I played golf with John Daly, quite kind of vloggy, showing how good he still is, showing his, his unique personality, showing the day, showing off Sh- JCB. Showing, showing him off. Yeah, yeah. The plan was to showcase a, a, a legend of the game. Yeah, he's won two majors. He won the the, the Open in 1995 around the old course. Like this guy's a legend. Yeah. the wild thing. Obviously, he's got a lot of activity off the golf course, and you know he's come into the headlines a few too many times. But all in all, I think he's he's a nice guy by heart. Like I think he's he, he's just he's a character. And he's that's, a bit that, of a, he's a bit of a madman. That, that's why he's so well-known. Um, and I was fortunate, very fortunate enough, when we started speaking to the guys at JCB, they said to me, which legend do you want to play with? And obviously the list was phenomenal, but I thought, John Daly is going to make such a great video. Yeah. Absolutely. So all in all, it was verbally agreed with his management team that we would be making a YouTube video on the day playing with him. So I brought down the full team, the full squad. Guy was there. Matt, Harry, Tim was there. We brought all our cameras. We were ready to go. It was 11.30 shotgun start. Everyone arrived at nine o'clock. We started shooting a few bits on the driving range, getting a few players' reactions, which we're going to put in now, like warming up. You'll spot a load of famous faces in the warm-up. Um, and it was about 10.57, so 33 minutes before tee-off. Plans changed which was very frustrating. So um, I don't want to get into it ridiculously deep because obviously there's things that in, in here that are private. But quite simply, John's management, mm-hmm. which is his manager and his wife, sat down with us and quite frankly said, we're not going to be able to film a video today, mm-hmm. which came as a huge shock to us because we were like, oh, the whole, the whole plan, we were filming a video yeah. and it's been verbally agreed. They believed that we were going to... Um, use him for for views or whatever it may be but really we weren't there to trip him up or to make it make it embarrassing we were there to showcase him and his talent and his skill Uh, unfortunately with 33 minutes left before the tea time they wanted to get into contract negotiations which quite simply were unfeasible with the time restraints that we had Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked in depth about how it could work 
could it potentially still you know make a video john wasn't involved at this point john was on the driving range hitting golf balls he didn't our understanding didn't even know any of this these conversations were happening but between his wife his management being guy unfortunately an agreement couldn't be made in such a short time because it was just let's say we were about to tee off mm. i wanted to get him on the podcast this week's episode should have been us and john daly yeah um, unfortunately that also got stopped so all in all it was a unfortunate situation which could have been prevented um i believe that their intentions probably weren't quite in line aligned with ours and for that reason they kind of put stop on the video i sent my camera guys home and all in all i did have a wonderful day because at the end of the day you don't get a chance to play with John Daly every week. No. And I wanted to still make it incredibly special for the competition winner. Of course. And I still wanted to enjoy the day. Like, it put a bit of a, a, a cloud over the situation. And believe me, it would have made for a phenomenal video. I know you don't want to hear that or, or see that. But we, we played incredible. I mean, I, I hit some of the great shots of my life. <laughs> it, well, it was, it was great from so many different angles. The fact you, you were there, obviously, at a golf course that you love. You had a competition winner who was there, who was in like a dream. He couldn't believe it. And he had such a great day and played so well, which is awesome. You had, I said, Ollie, who was, he's a very famous guy in the world of Harry Potter fans. He's, he's huge. What a lovely guy. He could play golf nicely as well. And he really added to the team. And then you obviously had John Daly, who, like you said earlier, is a, is a legend of the game who can still absolutely whack it. And I think what I get excited by with these kind of legends tours and seniors events is, how good are these guys? How good are these still? So good. And still. you know what? Very, very good. They played JCB on a mixture of tees. It was some were the blacks, some were kind of a bit more forward, uh, but it was still set up very, very, very well, difficult. very challenging. The total score that won was 11 under par. But what was the most impressive thing was James Kingston in round one shot a 62, 10 under par, which, as on, on the way home, my brother, my brother came to sit on the Friday to watch it as well. And so the, the program was Thursday, event was Friday. We're driving home, and I said, honestly now, even on, sounds silly, a pitch and putt that's 100 yards long, 10 under par would be an unbelievable score, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Never mind on JCB, which was set up tough with fast, slopey greens, some long holes. I can't believe how good these guys still he are. Obviously still, he obviously shot the lights out. Unfortunately, James didn't end up winning. Alex uh, Checo ended up winning it. Um, but yeah, long story short, from our side, disappointed. From our side, frustrated because the whole agreement was there. There's, it's definitely it wasn't JCB's fault. It wasn't the guys at JCB's doing it at all. Unfortunately, their management and John's wife changed the goalposts, which was a real shame because I think obviously I was there. Then I also went the Friday. I took my family, my wife, and my three kids came. And we had a wonderful day. Like. They love JCB. They talk about going there all the time, going in the diggers and all this that jazz. Um, the amount of fans that stopped me and around, it might have happened to you as well, who said, oh, Rick, like, how did yesterday go? I can't wait to see the video yeah. with John Daly. I was like, oh, God, I so wish I could show yeah. you. It's like, so it's more it's more frustration. I, I tried to make it work. We tried to make the the agreement work but there was just no time they gave us no real time to kind of make anything happen and unfortunately because of that it's not going to happen whether whether something happens in the future who knows um 
But yeah, it would have been a perfect opportunity, a perfect video, but one that will unfortunately never see the light I of think day. The only positive out of this is that the fact that we've filmed with so many amazing golfers, current golfers, up and coming golfers, legends, i.e. Nick Faldo. And this is the first time this has ever really happened. So it just shows you that the vast, 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 vast majority of these guys understand the value and want to come on the channel. Oh, so so listen, it was a shock. But like Sandy Lyle saying to me, like, like, Oh Rick, I watch. I watch. He said it in the past. I watch your club reviews to see what the next yeah. club. And I'm like, you is this real life? Yeah. Is this real life? Like I've played with Tom Watson this year, Nick Faldo, um, trying to think, Adam Scott, Guy Charnock, Guy Charnock, <laughs> Lee, Lee Lee Westwood. Yeah, like, it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal year. I'm very, 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 very blessed in everything that I've managed to do this year. I think, arguably, this has been the biggest and best year so far. Yeah. And I was hoping we could add another name to the to the list there of phenomenal talent, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Um, no beef from our side. Um, I know I feel like beef following me around a little bit at the moment. I think I think this is this is the only thing I'll do. Go on, me versus John Daly versus Brooks Kepka. Oh wow! In a fight. Okay. See what happens. In a fight, where do you think you'd come in that? I think okay. These are the three categories. Okay. okay? In a fight, I would lose it. Yeah. Okay. I think Brooks might just have it. Yeah. In a drinking game, you'd come second. I'd come second. I reckon I can outdrink drink Brooks. I'd probably agree. But I think John Daly would drink, win that. I would definitely agree. In an eating game, second. Possibly, yeah. I don't know if Brooks is hungry after a big gym sesh. To golf, last. last. What generic banter? I'm trying to think. Probably second again after Daly. Uh, I've got one, though. What, go on. Uh, most times i've had a picture drawn of me on the side of traffic house oh, yeah he was your John one. Daly. <laughs> imagine imagine if pete goes right next next time we're gonna put brooks and uh john daly up on the on the glass boxing gloves on but you know actually so yeah just re- reiterating your point jcb on the friday what an event it was i've not told you this yet i did arguably the best thing in my life ever at jcb on friday <laughs> and on. it was that it was the coolest thing i've ever done so there was, uh, obviously it was nowhere near the scale of like, the Open Championship, clearly, but there was a great like um, food and beverage zones. There was quite a lot of like, activations. People could have a go on little challenges. Um, and normally, if I go to an event with you, we don't really take part in stuff. We've seen it all before without being big-headed. We've seen a lot of it. You don't take part. When I go with my family, I try to get involved with a few of the things a bit more and they see it more like a fan. And we're walking past the 100-foot putt. So it was a massive 100-foot putt. Did you see that? And yeah. the food that was like built up. And it was one of those that's obviously 100 foot, it's stupidly long, it's quite like narrow, you've got to smack it. So there's a bit of a cue to go on. So brother was like, let's have a go. Like, okay, then. If you hit the pin, you get a golf ball, right? If you get the ball in the hole, which is obviously solid, you get an actual JCB head cover, like a Scotty Cameron style head cover with JCB championship on it. So we waited about five minutes. Next thing is brothers go, hit, hit, hit. One of his actually hit the pin. Sorry, one of his hit the pin, so we got a little ball, quite cool. It's my go next. A little ball. Well, a standard size golf ball. <laughs> a nice little ball. Just a bit of little yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little rubbish ball. Then it was my go, right? So, first putt, terrible. I think I actually hit the side of the thing. Second putt. There's a few people watching this. Quite part. a few. Or not because it was me, just because it was a bit of a cue. Second putt, arguably worse, right? Flipping heck. Some guy who I didn't know who it was, but went, hey, mate, didn't you need a lesson off Rick? So, he obviously kind of knew who I was or whatever. So, I was like, oh, flipping heck. Third putt, drained it. 100 oh. foot putt, drained it. I literally, for for five seconds, I felt like I could scored in the World Cup final. <laughs> right, and then I got given the head cover. As I was walking off, I didn't know which guy had said a little dig, so I kind of looked at them all in a bit of a cocky way. A little boy stood there, went, there you go, mate, and gave him the head cover. 
Oh. And about three hours later, I saw him walking around in his hand dead chuffing it. Oh, you, what's wrong? But literally, nice. Don't, you're gonna get me going for again. For five seconds, I felt like I was the best thing ever. You're gonna get me going. I was so chuffed. That's too nice. Um, but yeah, it was really good. So there we are. No, no video with John Daly, eh? And he thought it, or they, not he, she, <laughs> thought that we'd use his name for clickbait. You ain't, you ain't. You don't know anything. <laughs> I was thinking to myself when it was all not going to plan, I was thinking, it's going to make for a great podcast. <laughs> well, I just don't know what the podcast is going to be titled yet. Obviously, people listening and watching do because they'll have seen it, but we don't know at this moment in time. So Depends, depends. how clickable we go. Depends yeah. how, how baity we go. But, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I, could, I could, I don't want to say anything that I'd, I'd live no, to regret. I think that's fair. Um, I don't know how it ca- came out, wasn't it? That's how it... That yeah. was the story. That, was the, that was the story how it came out. It was just very last minute. They didn't massively see the value in being on the channel, which is a shame because there's, there's obviously huge value. Um, anyway, we'll live to fight another day. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I think that we did have some questions on Facebook we've not managed to get through. So please keep answering, asking those questions. We will get to them next time. Um, and also another shout out for people in the clubhouse. If you are listening to this and you know what the clubhouse is, then you know. If you don't know what the clubhouse is, the clubhouse is the elite, Rick. It's getting further away, though. It, it is getting harder. So being the clubhouse, which is where me and Rick reside, drinking Monster, chilling out, having beef, you have to listen to every Thinking podcast. Second, second place trophy up. First loser. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's harsh. It's a really good trophy. Um, you have to be, you've had to listen to them all or watch them all or whatever it might be. So if you want to be in the clubhouse and join us, do it. It's worth it, isn't it, really? It's free. Um, and you can walk around on your CV. If you ever apply for a job, you can say, I'm in the clubhouse. And if you ever applied for a job here, we would actually take that into consideration if you save the clubhouse. <laughs> you probably will get the job. So um, join us at the clubhouse. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully no more beef next week. We'll find out what happens. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen next week. Wait, I'm phone's ringing. Hi, John. Do you want that fight with Rick? You knock him out in one punch? Yeah, I think you would. Right, you're on the fight with John Daly next week. Great. It's on. Drinking game, then, then, uh, then a fight. Guys, thanks for listening. Hope everyone's enjoyed. Sit back, relax, enjoy your week. Have a good one, everybody. Well done to the Lionesses. Amazing achievement. Well done to uh, Tony Fee now. <laughs> Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace out. And we'll see you all Bye. soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.